0: Well, another week, another layback with Beth I'm Tom Haylock with Luke White. How are you, Woody?
1: Good. I should have called you Woody. Thanks. Oh yeah, Cheers, <laughs> champ. Um, though I'm energised. Last week, you're the listeners, about? they might have thought I was a little flat, but um, I had not, to
0: prod you a couple of times to keep you awake
1: last week. This week, you're uh, up and about, waiting for you to come pick me up. I had the heavy metal in the earphones.
0: No, Celine Dion.
1: No, um, we've got the bull track coming up. Yes, it's probably a good time on air to say, "Shotgun," not driving home. Yeah. Um, the merch, have a look at this, the Gucci of punting merch, <laughs> uh, the Betfair scarves, so have a look out for this if you're at the Bull, we might have a little something, little surprise down at the Bull maybe. Oh, we always have surprises, there's plenty going on, um, you'll be signing a few autographs down there. No, nah, not at all, you'll see me on the hill with a beer in hand, come say good day. Uh Last week, the streak stays alive. 16 in a row, streak, I think. 100%. Let's take a look back now and see how we went. Morfittville race eight, Bacchanalia. I'm laying it. Um, Yeah, right. Price too short for me, Tom. To be short, too short for me, to be
0: short. Um, Daniel Moore on (laughs) Phillip Stokes, but I think he's too short. He'll lead more pressure here. So I'm against to be sure.
1: (laughs) When did you get funny?
0: Bellow Bow is the other lay. I'm, I'm laying Bellow Bow. I'm really concerned about the barrier. Brendan McCall blink his first time worries me. So I you think he's to put too, a price cap on I think he's too short. Three dollars fifty.
1: I will lay him at. I think we now decided that trekking may no lo, longer be a racehorse. What do you think?
0: Oh, I said this last week, mate. Doesn't doesn't like going past horses. He, he takes the line okay, but he doesn't. He's a pack chaser now. He's he's ready for retirement, but it is his grand final in the Goodwood. I would have thought so. He'll be peaking again there. But we did well with our lays last week. This week we're coming up. Listed in group racing at Morphaville. We have got the Group One um, as well. We've got Hawkesbury, interesting um, mm. track, standalone mm. meeting at Hawkesbury. We've got your wash up. I can't wait for all that. I want to hear what you have to say about what's in the lay in this week, mate.
1: Yeah, do you want to go
0: first? You've I've got a plethora of things. We've got a bit I've of an got, audience here today, I've and they've the seen <laughs> they've
1: seen how angry you've been this morning. So, hit us. Well, you. you what said, are you going to put in the label? You champed me earlier in the program, and I'll yeah. tell you what: did you or did you not call the waitress muscles at dinner on Monday night? I did. <laughs> I did call her muscles. Um, She was polite enough to put my phone on the charger for me. It was going flat. So you said, thanks, Muscles. Thanks, Muscles. You're in the lay bin for that. You put me in the lay bin for Wordle last
0: week and i got random guys texting me their Wordle scores (laughs) now. So that's great. There you go. Thanks for that.
1: These are the type of people you hang with now.
0: (laughs) Um, Hawkesbury camera angle, that's in the lay bin. We'll get that out of the way early because we'll no doubt whinge about it next week. It's in the lay bin. Awful for in-plate punters too, I would have thought. It actually is.
1: On a serious Mm. note, can we please fix the Hawksbury camera angle? There's there's three or four tracks around. All you've got to do is just pull the camera <laughs> just up a little bit and we'll probably get a better view. <laughs> Betting in place hard there. Leave lay traps. Um, footy Monday.
0: Ma- I've got a couple more. I'm still going. Oh, I'm just right warming up, mate.
1: About 35 minutes of the show. Hurry up. People that sit
0: next to you at the footy and don't know the rules, that's in the lay bin. People that ask you all day about the
1: rules, what's going on. That's that's the type of bloke you are. <laughs> You don't like to share the great game <laughs> and teach people like I did. I had oh, to explain you, the you rules well. for you a half well. and then went missing to the bar for a while. While, while we're on that, yeah.
0: wearing other teams' kits when your team's not playing yeah, that's bad.
1: You got you rocking around in the Eagles' kit on Monday. No, I wasn't. That is a lie. <laughs> but that is, that's pretty bad. Um, we normally don't have this many things to put in there, but it's been a big week. It has, but a couple of things I witnessed during the week. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Talking on your phone when you're at the counter buying something. Yep. You're a deadbeat. <laughs> um, and the other thing as well, I, I actually put this on, on Twitter and I just had to bring it up again because it happened last night. You wouldn't believe what happened to oh me my last God. night.
0: That's in the lane. But you, on Twitter,
1: you... I put something up along the lines and it went viral. And I said, if you've got a mobile number in Australia and you give it out in any other format than four numbers, three numbers, three numbers, you are a psychopath. Yeah. Last night I saw <laughs> You're really two people Really abusing everyone today? Last night I saw two people give each other their numbers doing it in like two digit format. Oh jeez. Not on. Bad in the bin, okay. but that's a laugh for the bin. Let's is let's that, rip in. Yeah. All right,
0: let's let's head to Morphettville. We've got some group racing. Good for shower or two. Nineteen degrees. Rail on the true position at Morphettville. It's a big day. I can't wait to get there for the Goodwood. Um, start off with the Nishki Stakes. Whitey, fourteen hundred metres for the three-year-olds. Elation is favourite. You're keen to back him.
1: Yes, I don't. I don't really know about what's happening. I'm not a huge Morfittville punter, right? But we've got... Don't say that now. We've got three or four races, though, on the parks track.
0: Yeah, that should be in the lay bin.
1: What's then, going on there? Yeah, so I'm, I'm really quite confused. Like, yep. But anyway, uh, race four, Elation. So You Think Colt was super impressive first, first up. And this is on the parks track? This is right? on the yep. parks track sped uh in his maiden at a dollar forty one in good fashion visually was impressive but thought it might have been one of those ones that tb pumps up like the call (laughs) so i went back and had a look at it the data backed it up running the fastest last 600 400 and 200 of the whole meeting if you don't mind uh price and Kent, astute trainers of two-year-olds so what we saw first up i'm expecting a lot of good natural improvement um winning first up in in that fashion over 1400 is a good sign like you've got a good horse there. The overall figure obviously wasn't even as good as it could be because he had his head on the chest for like the last 100 meters packing Pakenham. Um, Zara sticks after the first up win. Barrier one, slight concern, because it could be three back the pegs and requiring some luck. But I think we've got a quality cult here. Um, the price is right about, it's it's if it gets out at the moment on Bedford, it's 288 to 294. Hopefully we get $3 plus. And I think the two McAvoy runners are the the main dangers, but elation here is a massive chance, especially if we can get $3 plus.
0: Uh, Another poor argument from you, mate. I have my notes say, Whitey will say around the fastest 600, 400 and 200 of the day last start, but Whitey, Mm -hmm. they went 12.4 lengths slower to the 600 there. They absolutely walked, it was set up for a sprint home. They did that. it was a thirty-five thousand dollar maiden at packingham in mm-hmm. an eight horse field this is a completely different grade of race up against asymmetrical smart philly has upside she's fit she comes into this in a close second in the Bendigo guineas she's a nice type star of chaos was good in a strong mm-hmm. core field race last start you got perceptive who's rock hard fit you got defining off two strong wins as well um who maps well as well so I can't take elation at the price. Um, about that 288 mark in the Nitschke Stakes, and I'm happy to be against him at that price, Waddy. Fair enough. Yep. All right, let's head to the Breeders' Stakes. Uh, this is See You in Heaven, and I'm with her. 1,200 metre race, um, $3 on Betfair. You can lay her at about that $3.40 mark. You're not with
1: her. You're laying her. I'm
0: laying her. I'm, sorry, I'm laying. I'm with her. I'm going first, but I'm laying her. <laughs> See you in heaven. <laughs> um, she had the best figures in the race and was strong home last start, um, but... First try 1200. Different story here, so that's a different gravy. Um, that has to be the query for us. Definitely a toughest ask to date. Where does she get to from barrier nine? Does she push forward? And I don't know if she's got the speed to push forward, but there's not much speed in the race. So what do they do? Do they ask her to go forward from that wide barrier and does she overdo it a little bit up to the 1200 first time and find a couple of uh, a couple stronger late? That's a query for me. Um, she's a pretty hard horse to knock, Whitey, but again there's a couple of horses that i've got a bit of time for twin start one well on debut trialed really well since and um, put away save for a race like this i would have thought oh the eagle wasn't beaten far in a listed race last time we'll take plenty of improvement off the back of that and la laguna from a good stable comes in as well so three dollars looks skinny enough for, for cu and heaven up to the 1200 first time whitey but you're with her
1: Okay, well, happy for you to lay it. I felt like the first start of that argument was just absolute jargon that you made up, to oh, be honest. Geez. I don't even think you've looked at this properly. <laughs> uh, Two year old Divine Prophet Philly won first up in a group three at Flemington, then went for a spell. She copped a check early there, but still screwed in, got the job done. Like to see that. She then came back at Morphville, SP'd odds on in the Cinderella Stakes. I think that's a forgive. She let them, she was a bit tardy at the start, allowed the Bistro to get way too far ahead. Uh, and burnt the punters. But a few weeks later, she comes out with the exact same conditions. Bistro in the race again. Runs a super race to Smash Bistro, Wee Nessie and H2O. Uh, they're all like black-type runners, I-, I would imagine. Uh, the step up to 1200 looks a key because she can be tardy out of the gates and you don't want to get it too far back. But she gets every chance to run over them here then out to the 1200. I think that Slow speed, she doesn't. No. I thought of the dangerous eye of the eagle that was the one that I marked second uh, that could be the one to step up see you in Evan best horse in the race though and goes on top for me
0: Yeah, don't like the setup for her from that barrier let's move on to the chairman stakes 2000 metres group 3 Harley moving he's favourite here mm. um, 330 I'm keen to back him what more can this horse do Whitey now he's been exceptional he's run exceptional splits in his last three runs um, savaging the line in all of them In all three previous runs, he's run the fastest 200 meters of the event. In five of the last six races, he's run the fastest last 200. Three back, he ran 22.26 final 400 home. Was the fastest on the entire program, um, which is superb effort over a mile. Last start, he clearly ran the fastest final 200 meters of the race again. He, his last 400, 22.66, was the second fastest the entire day. Again, amazing over 1,400 meters. He won by four lengths, demolished his rivals, showed a brilliant turn of foot. He was eased up on the line, still ran good time, good splits, good data. Gives the impression he'll eat 2,000 meters now. As a great rounding, grounding for this. He's, he's been up a while, but he's rock hard fit, which I love. Stable, going at 80% strike rate and plus 29.4% profit on turnover at the last 100 runners. You said yesterday when you're doing the form, he might win the Melbourne Cup. And now you're going to tell me you're against him.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a bit tongue-in-cheek, but thanks for doing that. Um, yeah, uh, worth mentioning here, so average odds opened up $3.10. We're looking around the three fifty mark on Betfair early on Thursday. Um, I'm a fan of this fella. He's actually had my cash the last two starts. Come through the grade super. it has been running awesome splits, like you said, and now I've got to try and find a way to get him beat. Isn't mark. easy. Yeah, it isn't easy. He obviously loves Morphoville, but this is the furthest he's gone. Um that argument it's I mean you can be against it like you said. He has gapped uh others on his previous runs and he's been, you know, running some decent sectionals late as well. However, it's a three year old who's deep into the prep, up to two thousand meters for the first time. Um some type of question mark for me. Yep. They do have to be good uh, to do that. I, I, I think he is good, though. Um, he's a massive chance. I thought of those, though, that I wouldn't be surprised and might give him a test over 2,000 metres. Could be uh, Gundeck, T-Waters, and even Saint-Tropez. I thought they could all probably run a, a, a solid race here. The other knock could be Barrier 15. Whilst I don't necessarily think it's a huge knock with his run style, um, I do think, going back to this 3-year-old 2,000 metres, you don't want to see him 3 or 4 wide the trip and you know ha- have an issue late so that, that could be a small knock that's
0: the biggest query for mine because he had the run of the race last start he had that suck yeah. run on the fence yep. now he goes from inside to wide it's just a different setup
1: yep so a small knock but i i think it's a-, a really good horse it's just whether you know this is one step too far but we'll find out and we'll see what the price does late
0: yep keep going um i as i said i'm with harley moving there my whisper is favorite in the group one australasian oaks 2000 meters three-year-old philly race she's $5.50 pretty open race um you're against her at the price mate mm.
1: Mm. i know i am um average fixed odds $4.80 opening up betfair five fifty to five eighty though Um, Frankel Philly who hasn't done a heap wrong so it's hard to find a heap of knocks Uh, this prep worked through the grades and distances again beautifully Uh, she's been winning well but this is now the hardest test to date Um, she actually runs into a few group performers here so this sets up to be a great race I think Uh, I was ripping through it trying to find some knocks but it's very hard to knock the data she's put up in the last four races she's ran the fastest last 200 of the day in three of them Mm. and second in the other one so she's got to turn a foot late uh, which is something you always want to see. Last start, she shifted out and stomped on mac and cheese. So I'm looking forward to seeing those two both go head-to-head if mac and cheese <laughs> gets a clear run. Uh, price is interesting because whilst I'm making an eight lay argument, I thought $6, if on the exchange, is way too much of a risk to lay. Mm. I'd have to see a firm... Quite a fair bit to be interested in laying her at that price. The small knocks I could find one is the map. It looks quite messy back there. She could be backing in the ruck trying to get out late when a Group One winner like El Patroness is up on the speed and often gone on the corner. The other one in the race that I thought looked a real Oaks type is this Marmunia, who I was I liked from the coming stable last week. Um, they look some dangers, but yeah, the the price I think if you're getting six dollars on the fair, it's more than fair. I I couldn't launch into laying at those sort of odds. Yep.
0: Well, I'm with her, um, like Harley Movin in the previous, what more can this horse do? Um, she's a, a strong daughter of Frankel, as you said. She ran brilliant sectionals last start over the 1,800 metres. It was the second fastest final 200 metres of the day there, only bettered by a horse over in the 1,100 metre race. So she's savaging the line, stable going at 18% strike rate, 24.8% profit on turnover from there, last 100, 100 starts. Goes from Will Price to Jamie Carr as well, big jockey change, she ticks a lot of boxes. Um, I couldn't possibly lay her at that 580 mark, mate. So. My whisper on top for me. Let's head to the listed city Adel- city of Adelaide handicap, 1,400 metres. Um, cool. Back on the parks track here, mate, for race eight. Um, Morvada is favourite here, and you're with
1: him. <laughs> I'm with him because you threw it to me. No, I... Handballed it to me over the desk, hiding behind the bushes in the corner nah. in the office you were, and you threw it to me and you said, <laughs> there's no way this can be favourite. You back him. So here we are, an eight-year-old gilding who hasn't won since Adam and Eve had a pundits club. Um, great. I've got to make a back argument. Terrific uh he may not have won but he's run some good races mate jamie Carr goes on board and he's a front runner so i think that's in the price uh, as we speak so what are we 440 average odds fixed but it's 530 to 570 on betfair and joint with royal mile or royal millie whatever they call it um (laughs) well i actually think they do pronounce it differently sometimes um he's run third to kiss on all four cheeks and second to corner pocket this print So that's nothing to sneeze at in a race like this. Um, He just hates going over the line first. He likes a good fast track. Jamie's on board. He'll be up on speed. She's a brilliant... We know how good she is at timing these sort of races. Uh, He's a track and distance specialist. So I think he'll be in it for... 1,350 of the 1,400 metres. Yep. Uh, this might be a good one if you're backing. If you get $6, maybe leave a lay trap at $1.50 just in case uh, he gets run over uh, early.
0: That's not a bad idea, actually, because mm. um, he will it will be competitive. But this is a horse that's had one win in two years, Waddy. Um, you can't possibly be confident of him favourite as favourite. He's one from his last 22. He's zero from his last 11. He comes up favourite here. Groundswell beat him home last year's race, and his form isn't even as good this year. So... Um, it looks way too short for me. Um, Jamie Carr goes on, that's a positive, but Jamie Carr's always factored into the market. She's actually going at negative 26% profit on turnover in the last six months. So um, she's always well found. Zoe beat him last, meets him at level weights. Um, yeah, way too short for me for a horse that doesn't win. I've got Royal Mile favorite and um, happy to be with Royal Mile there and against Morvada in the listed city of Adelaide. Now it's time for the wash up Whitey. Um, We'll bring that up. What have you got for us this week, mate?
1: Oh, where's my notes? I'm all over the place. You are. Um, <laughs> what have I got? So the wash up this week. Yeah. Uh, first headline is all aboard. So I thought I'd touch base on some genuine goes on the weekend. Yes. Um, some big firmers that got absolutely whacked. One of the ruffies I tipped on the show last week, extreme flight in one of the Adelaide features, was twenty dollars into eight sixty. Uh, so at a $20 pre-play high, it firmed 22% in the last three minutes. They absolutely smashed it. Copped a bad in-play run though, uh, but that was the biggest goal of the day that I could find. Um, we also mentioned, don't want to, you know, just be experts now. It's all run and done. But we we did actually mention and agree that Grand, Grand Slam should have been favourite against eight no done deal, eight no deal done, and it was $2.82 into $1.95. So some people when we talk about movements on the exchange, something that goes from like, you know, tens to sixes, that's not as significant as a favourite that firms thirty percent like that. It's a lot of money too. Yeah, Yeah. so ain't no deal done. That's drifted, Grand Slam has won accordingly after firming thirty percent in those last few minutes. Um, next one, no love, no money. Horses that were just completely unwanted. Horses that were cast in betting. Horses that the layers just wanted to take on, Tom. What have we got for it's us? That's what mate? the show's all about. Yep. Uh, at Caulfield, the main one to mention was Adele Amor, who opened they opened their shoulders against and said, Take me on. Now, I've got a little rant here.
0: Oh, here we go. I don't just want people, another one.
1: I don't want no, but I don't want people to take it personally. <laughs> um, You've abused everyone at the start of the show. But yeah, yeah but like if you're betting fixed dots and uh, you're not checking bet fare, you're lazy. You're yep. a lazy punter. Yeah, people are lazy. You really are a lazy punter. <laughs> um, Look down the camera and say that. Yep. <laughs> but, like, seriously, though, like, you know what I mean? Like, I always say to people all the time, like, sitting in the pub and you're taking $5 fixed and you check the exchange, it's 8 or $9. Like, you know, you're just... drifting on fixed odds too yeah. at that point. So, do you not like money? Get Bet Fair um, Live up. Get Bet Fair Live up. It drifted 60% if you don't mind, Tom in the last three minutes. It was showing $5.50 on the tote and got out to $11 on Betfair. Amazing. So, absolutely none. Um, Ramic Race 8, they took on Ting Tong. Yes. That horse was $8.20 out to $15 in the last three minutes. That's a 64% drift. That's as unwanted as they come. My next one, Travel Calm. You don't know what travel calm is, but if if you've ever had like car sickness or seasickness or something, it's a tablet. That's what it's for. I don't really take it, but I've seen it. Um, (laughs) Around 80 horses, it was, around the country on Saturday, Tom, traded odds on in the run and lost. Hmm. 55 of them SP'd in single figures. So the pointy end of the market. So what I'm trying to do is help people not have as many sick beats. Right, so leave lay traps at low odds if you've backed horses to avoid those six beat uh, six beats and green book yourself or reduce your liability. Change the way you think about your
0: betting. Love it, and hit us up as well. Yeah. Ask us questions. We've all got Twitter. We've, like we've got questions. email addresses. Hit us up with any questions you may have on the social media. Well done, Waddy. Wasn't your best or um, most creative names, but it was a good segment. Well done. Sp-
1: Spat some absolute truth there. Yes, well done. Just let me sip my coffee.
0: <laughs> Hawkesbury. Let's head to Hawkesbury. You can sip your coffee as much as you want. Soft seven, um, rain around. Um, a few showers. There's, oh, a, really? there's a shock for Sydney. 27 degrees, though. That's why they say the weather's so good. But 27 means nothing when it's pouring. Um, we might be a soft seven. Who knows what happens on the day. But let's head to Hawkesbury. The Hawkesbury Gold Rush. 1,100 metres. Malkovich is the firm favourite here. And I think he's a great bet, mm-hmm. Whitey. Um I'm looking forward to your lay argument because what more can he do? He came out and won trial um, by eight and a half lengths. I know he's disappointing last start, but he looks a clear leader here. He um, He's had a fresh enough. It was a fresh up. It was a superb trial win. Sh-fresh fresh sh-fresh 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 um, superb trial win. Just dominated. I know he genuinely does that because he's just such a good speed horse. But back on a firmer footing um, is the key. Um, he was fantastic in an Oakley Plate before that. Um, before the Galaxy failure on the, the bog track. He's a winner at Hawkesbury. He ticks so many boxes here, and um, I think he's a horse to beat. And I'm happy to take the $2.80 about Malkovich in the gold rush.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, don't want to get splinters and sit on the fence, but it's also, this is this was a hard one to lay. I think we lob around a soft six, like you said. That's, well, that's what I'm targeting for, but preparing for the worst. Mm. So if I turn on the TV and it's, you know, raining cats and dogs, so I'm going to focus on the cheapest product on the exchange, and that's the Adelaide Racing. Um, not my favourite track in the country to bet at. I don't <laughs> know if this is the track or the, the camera angle don't or whatever. I think you're the only one there just yeah. quietly. <laughs> but there's, that, there's 10 races, Tom. So that means there's a lot of lay opportunities, doesn't there? Um, I can see why Malkovich is favourite, though. He brings the A-grade form, comes down in grade here. He wins the Bob Hoisted in Melbourne before going to the Galaxy where it lost a plate, though, there. And it was slow out. Does have a little bit of a habit, though, of doing that. Uh, blundering at the start When looking at past runs He trialed well But he's a good trial horse And you know that yep. He always trials well I couldn't find a Heaps of knocks Because track conditions suit And he's very good On speed horse um, I thought Oh can 11-11 beat him They bet him last time When they met over a thousand But I'm not sure First up with 61 kegs That is going to be His profile um, If there was something To beat it I would suggest It would be tycoonist who yep. was in amazing form last prep at the Millions when running second to Isotope. Uh, it ran this, the fastest last 600 and 200 secs of that meeting. And the geldings tried real well. So if... Uh, sorry, it lost in pr- uh, protest, didn't it, first up, last start... Um, so i'd be saving it all day if i'm if i'm a malkovich backer this is the one that i would want to save on i think hu- no huge knocks if you're getting three dollars what have we got now is the lay price if you're around three dollars i think you've yeah, fair shopping. But I'm going to cheer, cheer the Tycoonist.
0: There you go. Oh, my play would probably be back. Malkovich, save Tycoonist there. Don't Weak. lose if Tycoonist wins. Weak. But Malkovich clearly the horse to beat. Let's head to the Hawksbury Guineas. Mr. Mozart is favourite on the back of a good performance last start. $3.20. Why do you are with him?
1: Yeah, really easy to make a back argument for this mm. horse. A uh, horse that's really hit some top form here and has enjoyed coming to Sydney. Uh, two back. He won the Group 2 far lap on a heavy where he ran the fastest last 400 and 200 of the whole meeting and gapped a horse like Fangirl and character. Um, last, last start he stayed at the 1500 in the group three, won super when beating our Playboy. Our Playboy's now gone on to win again. In both those starts, uh, starts sorry, Pike rode him. Um, even though he's top weight, he's not weighted badly uh, considering like a horse like Coast Watch carries the same and he smashed that last start. Um, you've got a tough on-speed horse. I really like the way that when horses have approached him, come up to him last couple of starts, he's kicked off and gone again. Jeez, he's a good-looking horse, isn't he? Yeah, he's
0: not a bad-looking horse. so.
1: Snitzel. Yeah. Um, Pikey sticking at the moment. He's riding super. He's winning straps in Sydney. Bobby. Winning strike rate at 19% and 20% profit on turnover his last 100 rides. So, Pikey's a good bet at the moment. Of the dangers, I thought Villana could be one... Has a good profile here, but Mr. Mozart is clearly on top for me. It's the class horse of the race. Yeah, you made
0: a really good point about the weights. It's 101 handicap rating. He's got the same weight as Coastwatch, who's 92. Um, so he's actually really well off. Subterranean's a 73 handicap rider, and he's got one kilo less. So. Yep. He's actually, I know he rises six kilos, Mr. Mozart, but he's actually quite well off the weights, which is um, a lot of people don't take that into account. They just see the, the weight rise. But if you look at the handicap rating, it's actually the set weights and penalties suits him really well. I agree, he's a really hard horse to, to knock. He's probably the least, Favourite of my, or at least confident of my lay arguments throughout the program here, Mr. Mozart. He's ticks a lot of boxes. I don't have a really good grasp of this three-year-old form. I don't know where they stack up. And I know the, the three-year-olds, he's one of only a couple. We saw one last weekend at Caulfield. The three-year-olds beat the older horses. Mr. Mm. Mozart's done that. But yep. um, wouldn't be surprised if, like you said, Valani, Villana or Lock Eagle, the two up-and-coming horses, probably aren't... Um, as grounded as some of the others, they've still got plenty of upside. Lock Eagle started a really short price last start against valana and um, they fought out the finish there. It was a good gap to third. Green Belt comes off uh, so Flying Crazy beat Green Belt in that Daybreak Lover at Eagle Farm. Um, firmer footing suits Flying Crazy. Uh, he's got plenty of ability. I can make cases for plenty of others, and that's probably why I can't back Mr. Mozart with confidence at that price. But um, he's a hard horse to knock, so I'll uh, leave that one alone. Couple more to go. Race 8, the Hawkesbury Crown. Brooks Spire here is favorite. Whitey, $4 on Betfair, you can lay Brooks Spire at $4.50. I'll let you go first here with Brooks
1: Spire. Mm, interesting. Come on, mate. Luke, back. Luke, you're backing this. Um, it's no chance. Uh, all right, let's have a look. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this. You, you, oh, I don't know. The, the more of a, <laughs> there's more of a lay argument than there is a back argument as you pull it across. But there's a, there's a couple of things we need to think about. Why is she favourite? Come on. Bray owns it. Yeah. So you reckon that's why she's favourite? <laughs> it's probably not his fastest horse, although it's not a bad horse either. <laughs> what positives can I add to make the backers more comfortable? Well, it trial pretty well, where J-Mac rode, and he sticks here, I believe. It's first up at 1,300, but it's one first up before. Brings a very strong SP profile, which includes some few odds on starts. She did go under at $1.40 a couple back, though. Um, but... <laughs> What I did notice through her starts, like, if she gets beat, she doesn't get beat far, um, which is good. She's normally pretty um, competitive. Gets a good map. I'm actually quite surprised, though, it's favourite. I think you'll get better on the day. Um, I'm not touching that price for you or anyone, Tom. I don't want to back that price. Uh, At the opening quote, it's more of a lay than a back at these odds. But it is Chris Waller. It is J-Mac. If it wins and pays $4 or less, Waller's too good for me.
0: That's my biggest concern. I'm yeah. against her. And that's why she, if there's money for her late, I'll be very, very nervous. But she's got form around Expat, who ties into Mirror Vision through that group one, Calmore. Um I'm against Brooke Spire here. here. As I said, I, as you said, I can't see why she's favourite um, or at this price. I mean, she's got Blesk form in benchmark 78. Like Blesk's a, a dead set. good horse, but dead set mid I know she was good um, in the Magic Millions, fillies and mares race, but... I'm really, I really like Fashionelle here each way. Trolled the house down. Really good horse. Um, comes off a really strong win last time, and, and ended her prep in fantastic form. She's come back. She's trolled the house down. Um, I think she's a great each way play here. Barrier two, she maps perfectly. She doesn't have to lead. Fashionel on top for me. Can make a case of Miravision, um, a big price mm-hmm. too. Miravision ties in, go back two back. Run second into Cornmore if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Um, back onto the soft seven, so, a heavy eight, maybe depends on how much rain. I don't think that'll be an issue whatsoever. Maps well, Blinkers first time. Seems a big price, Miravision. Um, there's enough here. I can make a cases for plenty. Jump the Bruin looks a real setup race. Um, went from 1200, we said might need further. Went back to 1,100 metres last start at Caulfield. Gets up to the 1,300 metres. That 1,100 metre run, I think, was a glorified barrier trial for this race. So if um, Chant the Broome comes across the border and runs here, it's a really nice setup. Wanderbar was good in a group two three weeks ago. Continues to race well. Um, I can't get Brooks by anywhere near the, the current price, and, and she's a really good lay for me on the programme. Let's get to the last race, Waddy. Let's do it. Um, Art Cadeau is favourite. I'll let you go first here. Art Cadeau, you're against him.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got the lay argument. It's an interesting and tricky race, I thought. As the market suggests, um, this is one of the crowd favourites, Art Cadeau, isn't it? Um, you can't fault the camp's placement. It's always placed beautifully, yep. targeted beautifully. When I first looked at it, I thought he ran into a hard race. But then again, that run home against our Playboy, it was super uh when a bit unlucky this one is all about price though for me tom and who's in the field so as we say we do our form on you know wednesday evenings after odds come out to film or record on thursdays and wallace got about 18 runners here (laughs) um (laughs) So it's hard to really have an opinion. Of the seven, how many do you reckon will run? Well, that's what I mean. So, like, just... I don't want to come out and say laid at the moment because I will say one thing: four dollars eighty fixed opened six eighty to seven forty already on Betfair. I thought it was going to be a seven to eight dollar chance so at four dollars eighty. I was keen to be against it. Yep. Um. I at the moment until we see the final field on the day. Um, there's quite a few horses that contested it here. It draws 14. It goes up to the mile for the first time ever. Map looks a little bit sticky. That's all... Enough for me not to be interested in backing this horse at this stage at all. I was against him at the opening price, but I can't say too much until I see the final field, who's in it, and what odds we're looking at.
0: It's a group three over 1,600 metres, and you said it was a good field, but you go through the form. There's a lot of duck eggs, a lot of average runs. There's not many in form here, and and he is one that is in form. Mm He savaged the line in his two runs. He was unlucky last start when he ran second. He sprinted home fantastically. He ran the, the fastest 200 of the race, seventh fastest 200 of the day, which is a great great run he's one of the only horses that's actually in form and hitting the line here uh, third up 600 meters suits him down to the ground i can see why is my uh, why his favorite up to the mile first times a little query but based on his two runs this time in and um, i see no reason why he can't get it here uh he's drawn wide but we will get a, a come home with a big run at hawkesbury i would have thought and can finish over the top of them he's a deserved favorite in the last um and I can, um, yeah, I can see why we run well. What is uh, what is your best bet and best lay for the weekend, Waddy?
1: Best bet of the day. I'm actually going to go up to Queensland to the Victory Stakes. We, To be fair, we probably should have done a couple of these races, but... Next week, there's a few good races coming we'll, up. We'll, we will get yep. to Queensland. But I thought in the Victory Stakes, Rothfire was a good bet. Yeah. Um, 240, 250, it's opened up at the moment. I'd be interested to see what price we're going to get on the day when comparing to Count DeRupey, who's not exactly in the greatest of form, a second favourite. This horse on its day is a genuine freak. Trialed like it's definitely back. And I think you're getting you're getting compensated at that price. I think this is a genuine group one horse against some other horses who are first up, out of form. Um, and just it's plain and simple. It's better than it. Great to see him back. Yeah, great yeah. to see him back after the long layoff and the injuries, etc. But the trials, do you watch the trial? Haven't yet, no. Mm, that's unlike you. Um, and what's my best lay of the day? My best lay of the day... Oh, this is tricky. I'm You've scared. gone soft here. No, I haven't. You've I, gone real soft. What race is it in? What race is 11-11 Haw- in?
0: hawksbury <laughs> hawksbury uh, I'll get that up for you. One at Hawkesbury,
1: I'm going to lay 11.11. 11. It's in the gold rush row six, yeah. number one, 11.11. 11. So we've, it's opened up around the $5 it's double, mark.
0: It's double the price of the favourite. Yeah, but it's opened
1: buddy. up you've, about the $5 you've mark. You've gone soft on me this is all The about, pressure's getting to It's all about price and liabilities and opinions, Tom. And my opinion is it should be $7, $8 first up with that weight against Malkovich. So I'm against it at the 5.5.50 mark. Lay 11.11. 11.
0: Yep, you mentioned Malkovich. One of my better bets in the program, race six, number two, Malkovich. Uh, race eight, number 11, Fashionel. My best each way on the program. Um, continues to firm throughout the week. Um, she looks uh, a mighty chance there. Race eight, number 11, on the back of two. Very good trials. I'm laying Movada. race eight, number three. And Brooks is my other one, but I've changed my best lay to Movada late in the piece. Oh,
1: oh. Precious
0: on, non-winner. Um, we'll see how we go we're going for you reckon 18. I'm soft
1: Malvada's a bigger price than 11.11 no it's not it's drifting like a barge well,
0: as it should it opened too short um, I'm looking forward to the, to in next week you're mm. going to be fired up again hopefully we do some races in Queensland we'll be up at the ball it's a bit of a compromised show next week we won't be in the studio but we might be doing some stuff from Warnable so it'll be interesting we'll see how we go but um, thank you for joining us any closing words